Welcome to the Bethesda Christian Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit yourbcc.org or download our mobile app from the App Store. Our Redeemer, our Provider, our Healer, our healer this morning, the author and the perfecter of our faith, our deliverer, our great high priest, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the hope that we have, our rock, our foundation, the door, the way, our hope, our peace, the risen Christ. What more do we need to get excited about and rejoice if those things don't get inside of us and say it's time to rejoice in the Lord? And I'm going to get to his house today because this is how important it is. These are, those titles are who he is to me and to you. If you are always tired coming into the house, if you are unenthused coming into his house, if you're grumpy, if you're surly, if you're grouchy, knock it off. <laughs> with all due respect. <laughs> this is a place that we get to worship our God. This is a place that we get to worship our Redeemer and all those other uh, uh, titles, if you will. I know how you can change the attitude of being grumpy. Start to smile. You can't be grumpy and smile. Because if you give me a grumpy smile, you're faking it, and I don't like fake. I don't think anybody else likes fake, and I think we can call out a fake smile, right? You've seen those pictures of people trying to be nice and smile, and you can just look at that picture and say, oh, that's not a good day. What good does it do to show up grumpy? You show up surly. Does that change anything other than drive people away? Do you cover more ground than you usually do by being grouchy? No. All these things tend to pull us into a pity party. We don't need Eeyore walking around here. It doesn't assist you in anything. Yep, I understand work can be very hard, and some of you work very, very hard. Many of you work very, very hard. But you know what? Thank the Lord for the work you have and begin to smile, and I really do believe things will start changing for you. But don't come to the Lord's house grumpy. Begin to smile and come with the attitude of, we get to come together to rejoice together. Show our joy. Where's the joy that I'm talking about? Well, look at Philippians 4 and verse 4. What does it say? Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. It's an attitude. It's an idea that we have to get in. I am going to rejoice. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. I had somebody speak into my life just a number, about a year ago, and asked me the question, so why do you say that? Why do you think that? I said, well, it's a psalm, you know? It's one of those things that we read and, no, but what does it mean to you? And I had to stop and say, well, it's God's word. No, but what does that mean to you? And I said, all right, help me out here. Tell me what you're thinking. And they spoke into my life and it's been something that I've been doing basically daily from that time on till now. 
This is the day the Lord's made. You know what? Every time I sit up in bed and my feet hit the floor in the morning, this is the day that the Lord has made. He's given me another day to praise his name. He's given me another day to be able to work in the kingdom of God and to potentially be that witness to somebody that needs to hear about the loving Savior, Jesus Christ, or our loving Savior. Our joy comes from the Lord. Jesus was full of joy through the Holy Spirit. Perhaps we don't spend enough time in that place or we don't give the Holy Spirit enough credit for what he can do and how he can change things and how he can move. We know he can. He's done it before. He's going to do it again if we include him into this. Acts 13, verse 52 says, and the disciples were filled with joy and what? With the Holy Spirit. Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We, come full, we become full of joy and peace when we totally trust in him. And that's, again, a process that we all have to continue to walk through. The more we trust the greater the joy. And we should find great joy in the Lord's presence, especially in our worship as a body. We should be coming in and we should be adding our joy. We should be adding our rejoicing to the house when we come in and we can all sing together and we can all praise together. We should be rejoicing together and the sound of praise should be so loud that we can make as the scripture tells us, that the foundations can begin to tremble. Amen. Or anywhere else that you go out and worship. Take it with you wherever you go. Well, some may say things are different today. You know, we don't do the things that we used to do. We don't do things like we used to. Why do we need this thing or, or that thing or any other kind of thing? Why can't we just get together and do certain things? And it is a different day. And we can't and we shouldn't try to go back to the past. We can learn from our past, right? But we can't live in our past. We're supposed to be rejoicing for today because we live in today's day. And today is the day that we need to live. And today's the day that I need to rejoice in him. So we have to continue to move forward with this and know that there is great joy, great joy that is in his house. Second thing I want to talk to you about is in the house, there is much praise. Listen to this. One day the telephone rang in the preacher's office of his Washington DC church which President Franklin Roosevelt attended. Roosevelt, excuse me. An eager voice inquired, tell me, do you expect the president to be in church this Sunday? That, the preacher explained patiently, I cannot promise. But we expect God to be there, and we fancy that we, that will be enough incentive to, be, to bring a, re, a reasonably large attendance. And with those words... he ended his discussion. And I thought, that's a pretty bold thing to say. 
And it's, but it's so right. You know, sometimes we get into the celebrity factor in churches and different things. And we want to do it because others are doing it. No, we're doing this because our God is in this house. Our God is here. Matthew 18 and 20. For where two or three gather in my name, where is he? He's in our midst. God gathers together with his gatherers. You know, and and scripture tells us that we're not to neglect the assembling of ourselves together. And so when we gather, he is here and he should be praised and thanked and worshiped. It's what church is about. The word hallelujah, a Hebrew word, compounded with two words, which mean praise be to God and, pray, and praise the Lord. This is the same uh, that captured the attention of that great musician Handel when he wrote the Messiah. And he shall reign forever and ever, wrote Handel with his words, hallelujah. And, and this is what was amazing to me as I was reading a little bit about this this past week. Said he barricaded himself into a room and hardly ate or slept as he wrote. A friend told uh, later about this. And, and Handel said, it seemed as if heaven came down and filled my soul. Could it be that the more we worship the more we praise him, the more heaven will begin to fill our souls? Yeah. We of all people should know what it means to praise our God. And we should desire to praise him in every way possible. Through our singing, through songs, through hymns, through prayer times, through reading, through your own Bible study. All these type of things are another way of worshiping our God or praising our God. You see, when the word of God is preached, it's not just a time of listening and learning. It's also a time of worship. We rightfully worship the Lord when we listen to his word. And as it continues to be expounded, and some are much so good at it. I heard of... I, I'm going to brag on my son if I can a little bit. I happened to be at a, a, a graduation service. This is graduation season, and I had my son who was able to walk at Moody Bible Institute yesterday. And the speaker that was there was actually the pastor of Moody Bible Church for 37 years. And as I listened to him talk, and I could, I could just hear the, the years of experience, I could just hear the the opportunity that he's had for all the years. And, and now he's even still has a radio broadcast that he does on his own uh, uh, regularly uh, where he's not in the pastorship anymore of the church. He's now doing more radio and he's traveling a little bit more. But boy, I don't even sit here to think that I can expound on the word like that guy could. And he did such a great job. And we sat at this this service, and you could just hear the word of the Lord going out. And the beautiful thing was, is there was, I don't know, somewhere is over 400 graduates. I heard maybe as many as 600. I don't know what the number was. All wanting to go in to work in the kingdom of God, and they're all going into places that they are planning to take the word of God. And I sat back there yesterday watching as these kids were walking. And they're not kids, they're adults, they're people. 
They're, they're becoming more peers now. Walking across the stage and, and collecting that, that diploma. And so many of them are going on to graduate school to, to learn so much more. When the word of God is being shared and those that are doing the study and have taken the time to learn and continue to do that, just don't sit and listen. Let the Holy Spirit do a work in you and continue to praise him even at this time. We should give our full attention and, and all of our amen to God's word. That's part of our worship. That's part of our praise. And then lastly, there's peace and security in his house. Someone wrote, many people see the church in grave peril from a variety of dangers, secularism, humanism, materialism, politics, heresies, and just plain old sin. <laughs> Do you realize that there is danger in our world today in many places? Yes, I think we all understand that. We live in a world that's not going to continually be our home, is it? Look at 1 John five nineteen. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. He's been cast down here, been cast out of God's presence. But the world may have his control down here and he's got an agenda, but so does our God. First Peter five, a little bit early, or yeah, a little bit earlier in scripture. First Peter five, eight and nine. Be alert and sober of, my, uh, of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. But what does it say? Resist him and stand firm in the faith because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Don't forget the church is built on the rock. And that rock is Jesus Christ. And you know what? All hell can't overcome it. Jesus came to seek and to save. Satan is here to seek and destroy. The great mimicker. But he gets it wrong because he's going to be destroyed too. See, our salvation and our security are in the Lord and we find peace and security in him alone. That's why we worship him. In him and in his house, we worship and we can find that peace and security. Matthew 6, verse 33 says this, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things can be add, will be given to you as well. What things? Oh, so many good things. He's gonna take care of your, your material needs. He's gonna take care of your physical needs. He's going to provide joy. He's going to provide salvation. He'll provide more peace and security in your life when you invite him in than you ever knew possible without him. I am grateful for this house that we have. How about you? His presence is here. And I just want to take a moment and just pray with you as we end this morning's service. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now. And mighty God, we thank you. 
We thank you for the opportunity to be able to gather in your house. Lord, where it's, we also sing that we can lift up holy hands. We can praise your name. Lord, thank you for the great things that have been done this morning. Lord, I'm just praying for the hearts that have been touched this morning. That Lord, look for more joy. Look for peace. Look for security. Father, I ask that you speak into their hearts right now. And that Lord, you would have none to perish, but all would come to a knowledge of you. We thank you for that. In Jesus' mighty and precious name, amen. Before you leave, does joy sound good to you if you don't know the Lord? For those of you that do know the Lord, I know joy sounds good too. And peace and gratitude, security. Jesus Christ wants to be our Savior. God sent his one and only Son that we can begin to have that relationship with him. He died on a cross for us. He came as a Savior for us. And today, if you can admit, I'm lost. I can admit I don't have those things in my life. And if you can admit that and say, I am at a loss and I need a Savior, today can be that day that he'll respond to you. And what it says is all we have to do is believe in him. We've got to be able to, in Romans 10, verse 9, that we just have to believe in our hearts and we've got to believe that he's risen from the dead and confess that he's the Lord and the Savior, right? We just have to believe and confess that. And he said he will come in and he will be your Lord and he will be your Savior. Will everybody stand with me in the house today? And if that is anybody that's in this place, I said, you know what? Today's a day that that makes sense a little bit more to my mind. I really feel that the Lord is doing something in my heart. I'm gonna just ask that everybody would just bow their heads with me and we're gonna just, we're just gonna say a prayer. And we're gonna believe. And if that's you, all you have to do, all you have to do is make that confession before the Lord today. Nobody's here to embarrass you. Nobody's here to point anything out. This is between you and the Lord. Let us pray. Father, we come before you right now. And Lord God, you sent your one and only son, Jesus, who died for us. Lord, we all need a savior. We are all broken. We are all lost. And without Jesus Christ in our heart, we're lost without a savior. But Lord, you, you hung him on a cross. And all we have to do is confess that he is Lord, that I need a savior and that he is the Lord and I wanna invite him into this heart. And if that's you today, I'm just gonna ask that you'll just, just right there, just lift up your hand and call out to him and just say, Lord, 
today's the day. I want to make that confession before you. And I want to give my life to you. And I want to commit all my ways to you. And Father, for those that have done this today, that Father, you will just minister to them and you will just touch them right now. That as they admit they're a sinner, as they admit that they need a Savior, they can believe in their heart. Lord, you said you would come in. And Father, we're just going to ask right now that your word, oh, your life is being instilled into their being right now as they make that confession before you. We thank you for this opportunity. And Lord, for anybody else that's here that's, that's maybe struggling with the idea of rejoicing in the Lord, that, that it's a struggle to get up and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I find it struggle to say, oh, I'm glad to go to the house of the Lord today. Father, I ask that you begin to stir inside of their hearts and in their minds and in their hearts the joy of the Lord, the, 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 the rejoicing of who our God is in our lives. That, Father, you will meet them where they're at today. (coughs) Father, I ask that you would stir in this congregation, Lord, an attitude of rejoicing. Rejoicing in you and praising your name and coming into your house and thanking you for all that you have for us. We do give you the praise. We do give you the glory. In Jesus' mighty and precious name, we pray and we ask this, Lord. Amen and amen. So before you start to move for the doors, if you have made that confession today and you'd like to talk to somebody else, please come to the altar. We would love to talk to you about the next steps of what you do when you invite Jesus Christ into your life. If you're here and you're struggling maybe a little bit with that rejoicing attitude, with saying, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. Come down and we have altar workers here that would love to be able to pray with you. If not, Happy Mom's Day, and if you're going to celebrate with somebody, God bless you and all that you're doing. Have a great week.